Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whoa. Rising in the rising sun. The land of bamboo. We'll come back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that I've... Uh, Cut a little bit of flack for, so I kind of want to talk to some of my haters today. And those of you who have been supporting me up to now, thank you so much. I appreciate that. If you ever have something that you disagree with me with or agree with me with, I'd love to hear about it at my website, mongadestensay.com. So <laughs> um, it's been kind of fun to uh, hear about what people think about my my motto, my slogan for Manga since the 10,000 mistakes still fluent. This has been a major part of my life and a major thing that I definitely believe in. And sometimes people hear it and read it or whatever, and they think it's kind of a silly idea. Well, I kind of want to talk about that. You know, I don't think it's a silly idea, and here are some reasons why. No, not so much reasons why. Um, recently, I guess the main criticism is, um, what are the social implications of making major grammatical and social mistakes in Japan? Often people will go to Japan and um, they've had a lot of cases with people being very rude, particularly in places like Okinawa and Tokyo, where uh, people, particularly people that don't look like native Japanese, and even people who may look um, like Japanese people if they have Japanese heritage or what have you, and they're very rude. Um, they don't care about how they sound often, and uh, you know it kind of it's kind of one of those things where people have, are very rude to Japanese people and their culture, and often disregard some of the major importances of being respectful in Japanese culture. Now, I'm not a native Japanese person, nor do I act like one on the internet or here on the podcast, but. Let me first say that I'm not trying to encourage anyone to be rude at all. I respect the Japanese culture. I do my best to um, bring, represent it as well as I can on this podcast, being a non-native Japanese person. And I have Japanese people who check this podcast, listen to this podcast, as well as people who con- consistently comment and make sure that things are accurate as I can have them. I employ Japanese people at my business. And so this is something that's important to me. However, um, I think... I don't think you're trying to say that I, you know, at Manga Sensei, John Sensei here, that I am trying to encourage people to go out and be rude to foreigners. That's not what I'm encouraging at all. And I don't think a single person who listens to this podcast for more than two episodes would ever really think I would mean to say something like that. However, there is often the case where people make mistakes and they won't care and they'll move on with their lives. Um, they're trying, I'm trying to get people to communicate before, you know, be descriptive before I'm prescriptive with my language. Um, often people will look down on people that make mistakes in Japanese, and that's the stigma that I'm trying to get rid of. See, I believe in the university, and I believe in a lot of subcultures across American, Western culture, and even some parts of major Japanese culture, we're very, very critical of people trying to improve and become better. In fact, I think we're so cr- critical often that we push people away from learning something that would help them and don't encourage them to actually go out and try. Um, so what I'm trying to do on this podcast is not to go out and make people have abominable fluency, which is when someone learns a language so far and they continue to make the same mistakes over and over. In fact, making 10,000 mistakes only works if you take the mistakes and you actually learn from them. You have to learn from the mistakes. You have to actually try to understand the mistakes and get better because of them and in spite of them and not ignore them completely. 
I don't believe that people just suddenly become fluent just because they speak a whole bunch and they don't ever get the and take the advice from the people that are actually teaching the language. So I think that's a major and important thing. With that in mind, though, um, if you are studying Japanese, and I believe most of you are on this podcast, and you think that I'm trying to, you know, make people speak a terrible way or just ignore these mistakes, you may be right to an extent. I am trying to make people ignore some of their mistakes. They should not be worried about some of the higher points of Japanese grammar or context until they can actually, you know, form together a correct sentence. I want people to actually speak Japanese and not be knocked down by not being able to pass tests and not being able to speak well in an interview until they can actually get something done. Give you an example of this, okay? So when I first went to university, there's a test that you can take to skip so many Japanese courses. Um, at that point, I had been an interpreter. I had worked for a Japanese company. I had lived with Japanese people for the past two years, um, three years. And so I felt fairly confident in my Japanese. I had spoken more Japanese at home than I had, you know, anywhere else. And um, I went to this test and I got so nervous because I wanted to do a good job on this test. So if you get a B on this, you get a B for all your classes. If you do an A on this, it's A for all these classes. If you get a F on this, it's an F for all these classes. And you can choose to accept it or not, so it's not that big of a deal. However, um, when I took this test, what happened was um, I was so nervous, I got a B. I had been interpreting and had been translating and doing all these things that I knew better, but I was so over-worried and overthought so many things on this test that I got a B. In 101 Japanese stuff, I was so, I was overthinking every little tiny thing that I hurt myself. Now, mind you, I went later and took, um, or just examined and scored on the highest part of that. I've been able to go and get highest levels in JLPT and etc. Um, for the ones that I've taken. But I don't want people that have a good opportunity to speak Japanese like I did at that time and have it flushed down the drain because they're so worried about being perfect. Native speakers aren't perfect. They don't know their language. They have, don't speak like they speak. And I'm trying to encourage you to speak like they speak and not how the textbooks perfectly want you to. I work with dictionaries. I work with all these different things to try to make everything I give on this podcast as accurate as I possibly can make it. Running it by natives, running it by dictionaries, running it by experts in the field. Um, everything here is checked and rechecked. So um, if you have something that I've done wrong, Come at me, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not really ex exactly worried about it. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not afraid of making mistakes. I'm not afraid of sounding like an idiot. I'm not afraid of being criticized for my Japanese. And I don't want anyone who listens to this podcast to be criticized or worried about it either. So if you're learning Japanese, I want you to speak. I want you to open your mouth. I want you to say things. I want you to try. I want you to make mistakes. When you make mistakes, move on. You make mistakes. You won't make that mistake again, hopefully. And if you do, oh, well, you're trying. And I want you to try. So if you have a problem with me telling people to go ahead and try to learn Japanese the best way you can and that mistakes are non-negotiable and they're just if they make mistakes, they're terrible people, I don't need you as a listener. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not, I'm not worried about having the biggest listenership. I'm worried about helping people learn Japanese. So whatever it is, it is. So I figured I'd take an episode to kind of address my haters. Got a little bit of flack. So that's fine. But to everyone else out there, I hope this was sort of just some motivation for you. With that, though, I will sign off. Thank you so much for listening to this and every podcast that I bring out. And remember, my podcast, this is really brought to you by my book now, my 30-day challenge field guide. So please check that out. I really enjoy that you do read it and that so many people have downloaded it already. And it does make this podcast and continues to make this podcast ad-free. So thank you so much. I'll catch you tomorrow where I'll break breaking down a question that I got from a listener on how to actually use Shikamo. With that, see you tomorrow. Jane.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.